0: My name is Joe Armstrong, host of Independence Day. This is a very special episode of Independence Day. It's called an Independence Day Fast Forward. That's when I bring an artist who has previously been on the show back on the show to check in and see what they are up to. And uh, a lot of things took place in this band's life since I last had them on the show, which was on June 15th of 2011, episode number 14. We were 14. We were barely a teenager at the time. Layla, Octawan Hoffman, Sean Hoffman, Kip Boardman, Locke and Key, welcome back. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good, yeah, we very
0: well. It's so great to see you guys because you guys are also friends of mine, which I'm proud to say. I'm, I'm happy, one of my favorite things. Moving to Los Angeles, there are so many great musicians, and I've made friends with so many of them. And so, thank you guys for taking time out. I know you're busy. You guys have jobs, making music, and doing your things. So taking time out to do this means a lot to me. So thank you for that. Oh, we love thank being on the you, show. Yeah. A lot of things have taken place in your world since uh, you were last on the show. It's been, gosh, a few years since Jupiter's Guide to Submariners came out. That was 2010. Why the long wait? What well, happened since then? We're all driving
2: Uber now, so just
0: <laughs> Lyft, Lyft.
2: No, Layla's got a couple things she did.
0: Tell like, me, Layla, tell me. I went
3: to law school and passed the bar, and now I'm Layla Esquire.
2: Well,
0: also got married. Wait, and... Hold on, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> Thanks.
0: You passed guys. the bar. That's a big deal.
3: Yes, I'm happy never to do that again.
0: So just staying in California, because if you move to a different state, you got to do the whole bar thing. It's over a lot it's easier in other states.
2: So California yeah. is—it was. It, she studied hardest. so hard. I've never seen yeah. anyone work that hard before. I bet you- Sean
1: could have passed the bar. Too.
0: <laughs> so Layla, was it was like a one one. Take thing for you? No,
3: like, I took it twice, which yeah. was absolute agony. That's got to be murderous. And
0: that's,
2: yeah. what get, that's what I'm saying. She studied the first time. It wasn't like she took it for granted. That's how hard that test is.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, and then you, you're all depressed and you have yeah. to do it again. Because you really oh, have to study man, all so day, oh, yeah. all night, every day. That's an
2: intense test.
0: I've had other close friends go through that as well. The same with the CPA exam. And it's like this multi-day like beating where it's yeah. like they tie you to a post and like whip your intellect for days and days and days. But congratulations.
3: Thank you. I what? feel like I have to be the ambassador for other people that don't pass it the first time.
0: Yeah. It's a, there's no look, there's no shame in that kind of stuff. I know I mean you're an extremely smart person. I know other smart people were look, it's it's hard. If it was easy everybody'd be doing it. Yeah. You know, I myself, I, I took a law school prep test and decided not to go that route. But I sometimes I think, I don't know, maybe I should have gone that route. I guess I'm still around. So tell me about this new record. You've got a brand new record. It's coming out this week. And it's called Slow Fade. Beautiful artwork, as always, Layla. Thank For those you. of you who know anything about Lock and Key, Layla is also an accomplished artist. Uh, and so, tell me about this. So, did law school and other things kind of why the wait took place? Yeah, those are the, those are the reasons.
2: Yeah, those were some. And um, I, I had a hard drive failure. I had. Oh dear um, God. Yeah, and it's but you know what I also switched systems around that time. I was able to upgrade some things, and uh, we started doing the record in a higher fidelity and all that. Okay, so it really, it really came out how we wanted.
0: Yeah, well, you know the thing is, life sometimes hands you things, and you can complain about it, or you can you know move on. You know, and it sucks. You spend your time mourning, but then really, I mean, what are you going to do? Just stop.
3: It sounds much better than it would have.
0: Yeah,
2: I really, we would have made something that would have been just a slight upgrade over the previous record, and uh, this is a huge jump. It really is. Because we went through it, and we made sure that every song boogied right. You know, like if there was something just slightly wrong with it, it's like we tried to fix the boogie, you know, so... (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> Do you tell have a you, boogie plug None of them drag or anything. Like You know, sometimes you would just put brain. songs on a record just to put them on there. You'd be like, oh, it's not the best version, but let's just put it on there. And you're just like, ugh, I didn't want any of those like, Cold Fish songs. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? No so, filler. Yeah. Just... Those songs like towards the latter half, the side B. So we go
2: through and just try to fix all the problems. And then there does come a point where you have to stop, because nowadays we organize them even differently again, because right. Kip, Kip and I started playing a lot after this record was already finished. So,
0: and a fine musician in his own right, actually. He's yes, been an Independence Day guest. He's got his very own episode you can check out as well.
2: He has a really like interesting way of, of arranging songs, and it's totally changed the way that I uh, approach guitar. And actually, I'm starting to enjoy playing in just duo situations when that used to be like a nightmare or something. Yeah. Nowadays, it's really fun because you can really control the tempos and you can really control the groove. You know, yeah. You don't have somebody just banging behind you on drums. Yeah. So it's... It's really fun, and it can be real
0: intimate. And when you hit it right, it sounds great. And
2: there's nowhere to hide.
0: So. That's true. Well, that's another thing. It's a kind of a hallmark of the lock and key sound. Is generally speaking, especially live, it's it's pretty hushed. It's very quiet. It's not uh, it's not cowboy junkies quiet because the cowboy junkies were quiet, but yet kind of bluesy. You guys are more quiet, poppy. Yeah, I would say. Uh, and I, but it's great. Like I love keep playing quiet keeps you honest. And I love that because there's, like you said, there's nowhere to hide. If you do something, it's out there for God and everybody to see and hear. You know? Mm-hmm. So you really, now are you rehearsing a lot? Because the record's just now coming out. Are you guys working up a live thing? Or is there oh, gonna, yeah. Are there going to be more musicians or is it going to be kind of this trio gonna, format for a while?
2: We're going to start with this trio because um, I'm really enjoying it. And I, I can't settle with the next person we bring in. They have to really. Be on the same page because Kip Kip and I are on the same page. We do a lot of stuff together, so it's like I need to find someone else who's like a a, a comrade, you know? Yeah. Who, who want? Because it's if you're not if you're not having fun, it's a lot of work to not have fun, right? You know what I mean? So you got to find someone who's like, yeah, I like I want to do that stuff. I want to be Miller. Yeah.
0: You know. And that goes for whether you're riding around in a van with this person, mm-hmm. or whether you're stuck in a studio with this person. I don't say stuck, <laughs> or whether you're you know, because you're kind of stuck in a way because a studio is still a studio environment. It's a, it's like a pressure cooker. You Usually it's it's a dark room, you know, which may or may not be intentional, but it's like you're you're kind of locked in there. And if you're gonna be spending a lot of time in close quarters with someone, you'd better like them as a human, I think.
2: There's also like an interesting concept with this band that there are some traditional sounding things that are happening, but we constantly kind of break tradition and I don't stick with anything too hard. And sometimes when you get other musicians in, they wanna run like a professional uh framework over the song. And you're like, No, that doesn't work on this. You know, yeah. I need you to be very At the moment, you know, on the moment, and 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 interpret it right there, no sort of framework, please. Like if there are pauses, let's run with that pause. Yeah, that kind of stuff.
0: It's one thing, you know, watching you guys do what you do. uh, You guys are going to hear a live song uh, by you guys. I mean, the audience is going to hear a live song that Lock and Key is going to play here in just a minute. Watching you guys do what you do, and Sean Kip, I've seen you guys play another ensembles, Layla, pretty much only in Lock and Key, Mm -hmm. but you guys do weave an element of improvisation into what you do. In other words, you know, the song forms are pretty close uh, but then, you know, you allow yourself, you know, Sean, I've watched you do what you do with your solos are different each time. You know, and that's you know watching a musician work out what they're doing in real time. Kip, you know you the same way watching you play these songs. I can
2: never remember what I played last time.
0: That's well, that's part. <laughs> of it. Please don't ask him to remember. Yeah, that's I play. And, remember Andy Baker. Yeah, yeah,
2: Andy. mean, he's a powerhouse Ooh, in a band again.
0: Love Andy Baker. He's in a band again. Hey, Andy, if you're listening, loved having him to my band for a while. You could. He, he was the greatest drummer. Sparks would come off of that guy's kit when he would play. But the one thing that he cannot do is you can't ask him like if he did something awesome. You can't go, hey, go do that again. He had no idea. He was, his entire musical experience is from the heart and off the cuff. He was just riding the dragon, man. So he was just riding the dragon, trying to capture that lightning in the bottle. That's what playing with Andy Baker is all about. Uh, talk to me a little bit. Now, I want, to, like I said, I want to hear a song in just a second. That's my research assistant, Dorothy June, back there. Uh, in this framework, this band, um, like Sean, you alluded to this just a second ago. In some ways, it's very traditional; in some ways, not. So, when people buy this record, which I hope they do because it's great, it's also available in vinyl—one of my favorite things. Uh, there's, like you said, there's like a, a step, a foot in both camps in terms of being somewhat traditional and somewhat improvisational, somewhat kind of experimental pop mixed with traditional things. You know, the way I was, when I was listening to the record, there's like Sergio uh, Sergio Leone guitar mixed with like drum loops. Mm-hmm. you know is there anything off limits layla and when you guys do what you do
3: no i think we really made an effort to do exactly what we wanted and what okay. sounded best for each song and not get hung up on what it's supposed to sound like
2: yeah i can't i every time i think i want to do a record that all sounds similar so you could like turn it on in the middle of the night and it's just yeah. a little quiet storm but um Ends up, you just start writing songs that are like, ah, eh, that one doesn't want to go that way. He yeah. wanted it to
3: do all R&B at first. And then yeah. it was going to be all crazy layered electronic stuff. And then...
2: Then we did kind of a... Uh, uh- a hodgepodge, but we yeah. did it all ourselves this time. I I wanted to have a lot of like control over how the yeah.
0: the song's boogied to one's for. And you did all the here. recording in your home studio, which is yes. which is a fully outfitted home studio. This yeah. isn't just like some like tinkering TaskM cassette thing in the basement. This is yeah, a, a I've got studio. Got a, I've got you make a stu- Yeah, I got and a And Sean studio.
3: did all the music. There were no outside musicians.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, I was, you know, you get to hear where my head was about, you know, 5 years ago. So it's yeah. interesting when it finally comes out.
0: Yeah. That record-making process, I mean, especially because you make a living writing music for things as well. So you're trying to kind of squeeze these things in, among other things, and you've got other, you know, some of your musical ideas are probably, you know, set aside for the things, you know, utilized for the things that you're doing at your day job in music. And then you have to kind of come up with other things alternatively to fit into the lock and key situation. It's interesting,
2: as the market for, for like, session work and commercial music has gotten to be... um so uh saturated fellow i've decided that i was like you know i i have no interest in trying to get a bunch of people together and putting together a sound house to go you know do battle in hollywood on a big level so i was like you know i'm going boutique so when i do jobs now i'm going to give them quirky stuff i'm going to give them what i want to do yeah and you know what it's been working better but i've been been doing better that way people like oh you don't do usual canned music it's like yeah, you know, you guys can go get that for cheap. Yeah, there's plenty so of that around. I've been blending that into the art world. Now I just, I work all the time. That's yeah. all I do when I'm not, and I work every other free time with a band that I enjoy playing with. So we're always working. Yeah. And sometimes I'm able to get placements for uh, the bands that I'm working in. So, yeah. you know, it all it all feeds. And you produce feeds other itself. artists as well. I produce other artists, yes. I've, yeah. I've had quite a
0: few bands. And so. it's uh, It sounds like a pretty cool situation. It's a very creative life. You know, oh, nice yeah? work if you can get it, I think is the phrase. Let's <laughs> oh, yeah. see so you guys play a live song. I think the song we've decided that you're going to play is Deep Space. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this before you play it?
3: I actually um, wrote the lyrics when I was really mad at Sean years and years ago. And it was this very like childlike anger, like I'm running away from a home. Um, and then Sean wrote amazing amazingly arranged music underneath it.
0: It's always a funny thing when you're dealing with a band that there's a romantic, like a Fleetwood Mac-esque romantic entanglement mixed into this because they kind of play out their aggressions towards each other for, again, for God and everyone to see. I and turned hear. her anger into beauty. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I turned it into beauty. I turned my anger into See, now they're going to fight beauty. about well, who
0: turned it from anger into this beauty. This is
3: like 2008. <laughs>
0: Okay, Kip, Kip probably uh, shouldn't have laughed.
3: There's
1: like water <laughs> under the bridge.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so and, you, and you're the third wheel in this whole thing, Kip. You get to witness all it's these get things. Weird with Kip first hand. Okay, so the band is Lock and Key. You can visit them on the internet at lockandkey.net, and it's L-O-C-H, like a British or a Scottish lake, actually. Facebook.com/slash lock Instagram.com/slash lock and key, and Layla. Some of your artwork is featured on the Instagram site as well. Correct? Uh, yeah. As well as in the stuff, and I, you're you could I mean you could so you are uh, fully. You realize artists all on your own, right? Like if you weren't doing any music, you could just do the art thing, and it would be fantastic. So, lock and key, the song is Deep Space on Independence Day, fast forward.
1: I wanna run away from home and hitch hiking won't do. Gonna take a rocket share and blast away from you. Just too much the sound, I cannot bear so clank. So
0: Joe Armstrong, you are listening to Independence Day. Fast forward, the group Lock and Key is back with us. They were first on with us for episode 14. Seems like a billion years ago, June 15th of 2011. And uh, that was episode 14, like I was saying. Welcome back. Thank you. See lovely to see you guys. How are you?
1: Good. Nice to see you too.
0: It's wonderful to have you guys back. It's wonderful to hear you guys releasing new music. It's interesting to have you guys do this with uh, a third kip. A third wheel. A third wheel? So Kip <laughs> Yeah, well, I was talking more in the terms of relationship observations, <laughs> but it's nice to have. I'm sure, Sean, this makes this is a big thing to have to go from a duo, especially with just before it was just you and Layla doing this. You're, as the guitar player or whatever instrument, you're playing, providing all of the harmonic motion and rhythmic motion of the band. You're the bass line, you're the comping, you're soloing, all that sort of thing. And to have another player must be freeing for you to, you, now you've got it someone is. to push, like you're saying, push and pull against.
2: I, I enjoy it. I also I also enjoy uh on my own because it, it forces you to really, really think about the song and what parts of it you're gonna grab. But playing as a uh as a duo then you have someone throwing ideas at you that you would never think of right. and you start playing with yeah. those shapes. So everything has its beauty. I, I would say that overall I probably tend to enjoy playing with someone else. Yeah. But I do I do like playing by myself sometimes
0: it's funny as a musician I don't I don't actually enjoy solo shows that much because I'm kind of bored with myself like I've been playing the same songs for a million years and even though I can sometimes I'll I'll maybe go off on a flight of fancy and come up with something new and you can fully improvise when you're by yourself you can morph and segue into anything you want in the world but at the same time, it's like, oh, man, I miss my favorite thing about music is playing with other people, yeah. having that interaction. Like, like you were saying before about Kip, having him do something you weren't expecting, and now you've got something else to play off of. You've got a whole other, you know, realm you can kind of step into. I want to talk a little bit about like your writing, like how you go about doing this. How is it set up in lock and key? Are, I know, Sean, you do a lot of music. Layla, do you, do you, you play some instruments as well?
3: Uh, yeah, but when I, when I write, I just write with the vocal.
0: Okay. okay. So then do you, Layla, come up with like melodies abs- absent of the guitar part? Or are you more the type of singer where you kind of come up with some lyrics, and once you hear what Sean's doing, you'll add it to that?
3: Uh, with us, I mostly come up with the lyrics and the vocal melody at the same time. And then I try to map it out, the chord structure and show it to Sean. And then he makes it really good. (laughs) (laughs) And he does. I would agree with that.
2: She's pretty good at, uh, at like mapping out the song. We just kind of figure out from that point what the feel is going to be like. Yeah. And maybe even switch the key. Sometimes she'll realize that maybe that key wasn't a great place to start that kind of right, because
0: so. Sean, you're you're serving the role of the producer as well as yeah. the performer in this uh, in this organization and a writer too. I do have to point out that
2: on the new record, she did do one all by herself. She had one pretty much prepared. I just helped her record it, and that was um, our
3: Big cats,
0: big cats. Is that the acapella one? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, like, tell me how that came about. Because as I was listening to the record for this episode, I love acapella. I have a long tradition in acapella music, singing in choirs. And it was such a pleasure to hear someone doing an a cappella thing. I mean, it's all you. It's all me. Doing your voice is overdubbing. Yeah. Now, did you arrange the parts together for that? And and I guess where did the idea to come to do it a cappella?
3: Well, it actually started when I was, my 1L year, I was living up in the hills like above Neptune's net. And I would walk every day. And I wrote it like that. I recorded it to demo it for Sean a cappella so he could hear all the parts. Mm-hmm. And then when we went to go record it, I wanted him to do guitar on it. And he was like, oh, no, you should just, just be... Acapella.
0: Yeah. Very, very cool. I love it to see bands doing that. I love it when it's a courageous choice, I guess. You know, and because you can do the Matthew Sweet thing, the Beach Boys thing, and overdub yourself into perpetuity if you want. But uh, to hear you, the singing style that I like coming out of you, overdubbing yourself is groovy stuff. So now, then, because you have a studio access to a studio in your house, Sean, and also Layla, uh, do you then, does the, I guess the question I'm getting at, poorly, I might add, is, how complete are the songs when you go to record them, or once you start recording them, are you still kind of piecing it together like arrangement-wise? In other words, is the studio like the fifth Beatle kind of thing?
2: We definitely used uh, the studio in the writing process of this record. I don't know if I will do that again. Yeah? <laughs> but that is how we did this one. Um, I enjoy, uh, you know, I trust I trust a few musicians like Opinion on helping me arrange stuff. And for instance, Kip and I have a band with Steve Dillah called Chaparral, where we uh, we really uh, arrange songs, and I've really had a good time doing that. So uh, I think that I would probably want input of other people because when I hear myself alone, so, you know, sometimes I realize that like I'm I'm not being pushed by anyone, and it gets yeah. a little blocky or something. Yeah, because I feel like, well, this is how the song goes. I need to lay the foundation, and, yeah. and then you listen back, you're like, oh man, that's so
0: dull. <laughs> Having so. the courage to jump into the ether, I think, is something that I mean, a lot of musicians overlook. Yes, you know, I agree with you on that. We we play the songs like we learn the progression, we learn the form of the song, where the verses happen, how many measures happen between the verses. oh, Is there a solo? Is there not a solo? And to have the courage to do that, you can come up with some really, really incredible musical like results. Like the thing, the results I think are different when you do it that way.
2: I also think, and and the way the music goes nowadays, you have so many like you know bro tools out records yeah and i i think that the only way to really to really kind of stand out or to do something really i don't know beautiful is like cut out all that all that like photoshop all that stuff and just record yourself playing a live performance and a good one because when people see the good stuff you know when you do it right you know when it gets all quiet out there and someone gasps or something when you do something cool it's like that's what you want to get on tape. So once I re- – we, we all came to this conclusion after, like – I mean, we must have rehearsed for, like, a year. Once a week, we kept rearranging stuff. Wow. Mean, wait, wait, it's really arranged,
0: you know. It's but are you talking lock and key or are you talking chaparral? Well,
2: we, we brought the same – what happened is now chaparral. we're good at it. So chaparral was able to start teaching this kind of same
0: thing to lock and key because okay. we learned it from that, that process. Cross-pollinization. Because it's funny, you, you mentioned this before, like, I call it knowing when to, back then it was like knowing when to, like, press stop. And I don't mean stop literally, I mean, like, know when to, like, put down the paintbrush is the metaphor for a painter. Like, you got to know when to stop. Like, when is the painting done, right? How It's hard to know that sometimes, because you can just go on, especially with Pro Tools, now you can go on forever. You can keep adding tracks, you can keep, you can t- twist every little thing and copy and paste every little piece of audio and make sure everything is exactly the way you want it to be, even if it's not Perfect. In terms of in tune, you can, you can just go down that rabbit hole, like the never ending rabbit hole. And just listening to this record, uh, Slow Fade, like I, I, you know, the ear candy that I hear, like you've got the one song has this like mosquito lead tone, guitar tone, which is, kind of uns- which is kind of surprising, kind of comes out of nowhere, and that's nice. They're like squeaked and uh, like a bell tree, there's some chirps, there's like a Mellotron type sound. The Sergio Leone guitar I was talking about before, there's some synth stuff, drum machine slash loops, there's a bit of gated snare, there's some synthy bass stuff. Like this is, there's a lot to chew on here right oh, I, I appreciate these that. Are the things that i'm hearing i'm yep, not just there's this there's myself. like
2: there are def it is definitely heavily arranged and even in the future if i had a good live performance as a basis as a base i should say i would still overdub uh yeah. cool parts on top i like all that stuff i yeah. have nothing against that but i think at the core you want a non-click track uh yeah you know live feeling breathing recording now click tracks i don't want to yeah. knock them because they are good for like disco you kind of like you know you're gonna yeah. do a tune it's kind of four on the floor or something and click and work for that and it can work for certain things especially like angular like kind of stuff but what we're doing i like to hear it breathe and i like to hear sudsy ones yeah. how do you know like when that. to stop though you know what happens is often you'll you'll see you and like Say for instance, in this case, Kip and I will start playing, and we'll realize, oh, we're getting too fudgy. Someone needs to lay down the beat again. So then you, you know it started happening, yeah. and you start putting it back in because we'll realize we're laying like it's like we
0: keep laying down our hands at different times. Like oh here yeah. oh
2: here check out mine oh check out mine
0: yeah yeah so. it just keeps building and then it becomes this big giant thing like what we did for the last record I produced was you know we just let ourselves run wild with overdubbing. You know, and we were both guitar players. The, the producer, uh, my guitar player, and I produced the record together. And you know, we had baritone guitars and twelve-string guitars and Rickenbackers and six different old amplifiers and all these different things. So, aside from all the other things, we just went crazy doing all the guitar things, kind of in a Joe Walsh guitar arranging sort of thing, and kind of knowing that once we went to mix, we would pull a lot of that out. Like, what's really going to what's what's essential to make this happen? Mm-hmm. What's essential to make this a viable piece of art? No, I, someday I want to go back and like remix those and just put all the faders up and see, you know, what like the Boston one kind of sound we got out of this kind of thing. But it was it was too much. But then on the flip side, one time I was recording some background vocal parts and did like a big beach boy sounding thing for a bridge with all these different parts that work together in harmony. And I kind of liked one approach. It's like, okay, so I muted all those tracks and kinda of, I didn't throw them away, but I just put them aside. The next day I went up and did the exact same thing. Holistically a like wholly different approach. Same concept though. And I was like, oh, they're both kind of cool. And then one time, I put them all up, and I was like, ah, that's it. Two totally different approaches, two different things with the same idea, and it all worked out in the end. That's one of my proudest moments of that last record.
2: Yeah, I, I like uh, I like stacking overdubs. I I definitely have no problem with that because you can see how things change as you start fixing it along the way. And then what usually ends up happening is you get that one take, and you're just like, oh, yeah. well, that one's great straight through because now I finally learned exactly what I wanted to say there. Yeah people always imagine it as like you're there just screwing up like oh man it's not like that it's like yeah i'm hearing this oh man there's a cootie on that one like oh right. lord that sounds so corny so you're like yeah. you're just trying to go through there and and find something truly that that plays without too much uh ego, ego. yeah you're, you're trying yeah. to basically you're trying to achieve music without ego yeah. If you're successful, there are some bands that work completely off ego, and some that we enjoy the work completely off ego. Yeah. But this is this music is meant to be more to like traditional Indian music or something where the ego, ego is removed. Yeah. You know, we're trying. I'm not saying we're there, but that's that's definitely
0: <laughs> the goal. Uh, and as you're listening, you know, kind of creeping up underneath us is a song from the new record. The song is Gil Perez. One thing, lastly, I noticed about this new record is that there definitely seems to be a stronger emphasis on rhythm. You know, like beats. There's a little bit of that kind of thing mixed in, you know. Some of them, like the a cappella song, are, you know lack that kind of thing. But was that that was was it a conscious choice? Like, did you decide at one point, like, we're going to make this, you know, groovier? Like you said that word a few times before.
3: You got really into R and B bass for a second.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I just I wanted it to be um, not necessarily. I, I I didn't necessarily want to make people dance, or that wasn't. I mean, I like that, but it was more or less. Uh, I wanted to just feel fun, you know, feel good. Like the rhythm shouldn't. Sometimes I listen to some people's drums and they sound like like they started up like a machine. Like okay, start the machine, tss, bop, tss, yeah. bop. And it's like I don't need that behind me. Yeah. I mean seriously, like I don't need someone just starting up a machine behind me. Right. I want it. I want it to either be really groovy or extremely sympathetic with extreme like jazz chops, where guys really know how to accent the whole time. You know, like yeah. I mean, like Brian Blade. You know, like that guy. Right. He's he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. But anyways.
0: So the, uh, so the answer was yes yeah. Yes You were trying to make it More rhythmic we this were, time around That
2: was the best way Because I couldn't ex- I've gotten better at drums now But I didn't play drums On this record And I know at that time I wasn't going to be able To express myself Even close to what I wanted On drums So yeah. I was like
0: I'm going to find The cool sounds And it this way well as the joke goes there are musicians in the band and then there's the drummer yes <laughs> that's how it goes so I, you guys thank you again mm-hmm. so very much thank people you. should check out the new record it's called slow fade the band is lock and key l-o-c-h and key k-e-y lockandkey.net is where you can find out about them and of course go see them this sunday night for the album release party that's spaceline presents the love song bar lock and key the release for long so it's not long slow fade it's just slow fade right Yes. Okay, I was thinking of that as a long, slow fade. And that's a, fade. a
2: great venue. The people at Spaceland Presents are great. The people at the Love Song are great. I really love it down there. Yeah,
0: you'll probably see me down there as well, unless I'm uh, not some kind of Halloween kind of shindig. Maybe I'll show up in my costume.
3: Yes,
1: please I love please Halloween. Do. my
0: favorite holiday. So, Layla, Sean, Kip, so great to see you guys. You Thanks too. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, check out the uh, video on the uh, Independence Day website as well. Thank you, guys. Lock and key Thanks, on Independence Jim. Day. All right, Thank you.